Hello, Listen Edition listeners. This is Stephen Koval, Program Lead on the Learn with GMP team. I hope all of our listeners are doing well, staying safe, and getting pumped for yet another Listen Edition episode. Experimentation, a word that has seemingly been thrown around quite frequently these past couple of years. I think we can all agree that it's been out of necessity due to the ever-changing landscape, which is constantly keeping marketers on their toes. We've now seen that those teams that have embraced this so-called culture of experimentation are driving results and positioning themselves for success. Today, we're super lucky to have Google Marketing Platform partner 55 join us. 55 is an established thought leader on experimentation and is in the trenches with many of our clients on executing high-value experiments. With that, I'd like to introduce Jack Pace, who is an expertise and innovation manager at 55. Welcome, Jack. Can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your role and the 55 team? Sure thing. So my name is Jack Pace, and I am on our expertise and innovation team in the U.S., focusing on analytics, media, and cloud. The role of expertise and innovation is to be the subject matter expert, both internally and externally, with regards to the MarTech and AdTech stack. Our day-to-day involves helping um, clients solve some of the, the comp- complex problems that they're faced with as well as making sure that the ship stays uh, on course. On the 55 side of things, uh, we're a global uh, data consultancy and a Google partner. And our clients and internal teams span almost every vertical. uh, And we approach projects using a three-pronged approach, including expertise innovation, consulting, as well as engineering. Great. And before we dive into some of the questions that I have for you today to really dig into some of this expertise that 55 offers on experimentation, I do have a fun question, uh, and I'd love to hear what maybe your favorite TV show that you're currently binging is. Yeah, so one of many. So we're huge Downton Abbey fans. So right now we're we're quote unquote binging The Gilded Age, but that show comes once a week, so not much of a binge. We just finished binging the Anna Delvey inventing Anna story, which was just fascinating. I finished that in just a weekend, so you know we're we're hardcore bingers. And then, you know, just day to day outside of those shows, we're, we're big Chicago fans. Uh, so Chicago Fire and with both of us being in digital marketing, you know, we just love putting out fires. Nice. I like the uh, connection there, putting out fires and Chicago Fire. <laughs> I think it's a good segue for us. And yeah, I'm, I'm deep into Ozark right now. That's definitely a favorite of mine. And I'm excited to, to finish this season um, as well. So with that, let's get started. And really, I think a good starting point for us today is around this culture of experimentation. And so in your mind, what does it mean really for an organization to have a culture of experimentation and and lean into that mindset? Great question. So true, true experimentation is best cultivated in an environment of curiosity and collaboration. So you can hire for curiosity and collaboration, but you can also foster it and teach it. And when it comes to hiring, almost every industry right now is facing the effects of the great resignation. There's also a lot of opportunity to hire some really talented folks, you know, from recent layoffs that we've been observing. So some of these brands have already invested in training that talent on those traits. So this provides opportunities when it comes to hiring for curiosity and collaboration. But Driven by consumer dynamics, data privacy regulations, the explosion of of digital and fragmented media, leading companies are investing in data, technology, uh, talent, as well as organizational change to drive that exceptional uh, consumer experience. So as part of these initiatives, uh, clients will need to identify 
uh, those new organizational models, define the roles, and develop job descriptions to build a best-in-class testing program. So the organizations that we see with the strongest culture for, for experimentation are those that are continuously investing in people as well as technology to support those initiatives. Uh, they're constantly engaging with their consumers to get feedback on what's working, what's not working. And needless to say, they're just, they're just absolute pros at breaking down silos that split teams as well as partners. Yeah, and no, I really appreciate the overview. One, one quick follow-up though, and I think it's some of the some of the context you were alluding to, but, you know, I think a lot of our listeners, you know, their organizations might still actually be a little bit on the nascent side of experimentation. And are there any like just quick tips or tricks on, you know, how organizations can best get started on their journey to experimentation? Yeah, start small. Um, so don't try to boil the ocean with a very, very complex, like multivariate test. Start with a very simple A-B test, but then Another thing is just to, to have solid project management throughout the entire process, uh, because you are, you're herding cats uh, when you're working with, with, you know, these large enterprise brands with so many different players involved. Yeah, that makes sense. I really feel like there's so many moving pieces that everyone has to consider when they are exploring new experiments and kicking those things off. Next question that I have, which I think our listeners are really going to be excited to hear about are more so what are some specific experiments and trends? that are most aligned to the current landscape? And are there any that are like really showing some positive results that you're seeing in the, the marketplace right now? Yeah, on a, on a recent project, one of our larger clients, we were working with them to optimize their programmatic audience targeting through A-B testing using Google Analytics data that we exported into Google Cloud. So we wanted to test the effectiveness of the client's modeled first-party data against the current blend of, of first and third-party data. So we created an audience of people that were likely to purchase an infant nutrition formula within the next 30 days. And, and we tested this group against an existing audience developed from the uh, client's um, current media agency. So uh, conversion modeling was a bit difficult due to the many collaborations needed between 55, uh, the client, as well as the client's media agency. So creating that test framework was our uh, biggest challenge. Usually the control is around five different audiences at various levels, uh, but the baseline, the baseline audience is A1 to A5. They're all test B. So the baseline audiences, you know, those are, those are measured for years rather than months as we shipped over and test um, additional audiences in, in more rapid form. So because of this, it was really important for us to onboard the media agency to ensure that they understood the why as well as the how. So while the setup is complex, we work to make sure that these tests are simple to operate. And that's why having uh, solid test preparation is so vital to success, you know, having that strong project manager helping you out. So a strong framework always makes it easier uh, to iterate based on learnings from previous tests. There's a lot of other really powerful experiments that, that we've seen a lot of our clients run as of late. So one is, you know, data sources, like we mentioned above, placements, creative ads, uh, ad sizes, types, um, as well as messaging. The biggest trend right now is, is back to that data source. So some clients, they've been using, um, you know, DMPs, data ma management platforms for the better part of a decade now, and they're quickly shifting over to customer data platforms or CDPs uh, to enrich their first party data. So now that CDPs are all coming online, and, and third-party cookies are kind of on their final breaths, 
it's a great time to be testing that space to showcase some early ROI on the shift over to CDPs and leveraging that first party data. Yeah, I really appreciate the the framework you shared. In addition to how the why and the how are so important, I think that's a common theme that I've heard where experimentations can not go as planned when the why and the how aren't working together. So that makes a lot of sense to me. And, and I, again, I appreciate the framework you share with our listeners. I think that that is helpful. So something we always try to talk about is how do we embrace failure? And I think we can safely assume that many of the experiments that our teams launch and, and try to get off the ground, they don't necessarily go as planned. I and mean, obviously embracing failure is a key component to this culture of experimentation that we're talking about. Are there any specific examples of when your team worked with a client uh, and while the results maybe didn't go as planned, you were able to regroup and positively use those learnings to your advantage? Yeah, I, I love this topic. So aligning methodologies between the various players on a project is often the biggest challenge. There are so many moving parts when working in programmatic and in the media space versus a closed environment on a website where you have kind of one or two internal teams. So in the programmatic and media space, we have a lot of players and it gets very complex very quickly. So sometimes things don't run according to plan. And, and one of our recent projects focused on identifying uh, the highest conversion rates in, in DMAs by testing um, against national bids for a large client in the beer, wine, and spirits vertical. So there was an issue reading KPIs in Google Analytics. Uh, so we worked with the client's IRI partner to connect the dots between the test framework uh, and the issues with the results. So in issues or in, in situations like this, people stand out as the strongest asset. Uh, having a scalable blend of expertise and, and market understanding, as well as relational strategy, makes teams that strive in these creative and complex problem-solving environments. So these groups are comfortable with getting their hands dirty in the implementation of these projects, and they know how to leverage strategic collaborations to, to get the job done and kind of just think outside of the box of, you know, how can we mitigate this as best we can. But outside of these type of technical glitches that can occur uh, when dealing with complex setups and measuring experiments, sometimes the winner of the experiment is just what nobody expected. And, you know, maybe the winner was the control. And, you know, some will see this as a failure. You know, it might have been the failure of the experiment. But if you learned something you didn't know before, there's some level of success in there. So it's imperative that teams understand that failure isn't the opposite of success. It's a part of success. It's a learning opportunity. And yeah, it's just, you know, something to, to learn from. I think that's a great tagline for our episode today, right? It's <laughs> teams need to understand that part of this culture of experimentation is that it comes with failure. And it comes with learnings and not everything's going to go as planned. So I appreciate that overview, Jack. This is actually a good next question I had because it relates back to something you were saying earlier around this idea that many of our clients, they work with multiple partners across their tech stack and media needs, which just simply adds a lot of complexity to kind of orchestrating some of this experimentation we're talking about. And it can honestly create some challenges. Any guidance on how our listeners can best approach this dynamic? And again, moving pieces, moving parts, a lot of different players. Any suggestions or guidance that you could share on how to best approach this? Yeah, so ultimately experimentation, it's a team sport. 
it's rare, especially when working in media, that there's an obvious single source of truth where everyone can align. <laughs> that just doesn't happen. So this makes cohesive project management crucial to the success of, of these type of projects. So a savvy project manager, they understand the nuances of aligning different methodologies, especially between technical teams. So maintaining a consistent point of contact ensures clarity and increases efficiency in, in project execution. Another thing is, you know, given we are working with so many different technologies in the MarTech and AdTech stack, a big piece uh, where we have seen hangups come in uh, is on access management. It seems so simple, but this is often where we have seen projects delayed uh, weeks to months to even just have to, having to cancel um, the experiment. So this is something to keep in mind when looking at your testing roadmap and anticipating where these type of delays can come in and how best to get ahead of them. You know, as MarTech and AdTech stack continues to grow and the reliance on first party data increases, one of your closest allies internally will be your tech teams. Yeah, it's it's interesting how it's so critical, I think, just to orchestrate those different players and, and really sort of establish that culture of, of experimentation by sharing across these different partners that I think a lot of us are working with. Yeah, and, and you know, as as you know, as I said before, with the Martech and AdTech stack growing, we're getting super technical. Marketing is getting so technical right. every day that marketers are just increasing their skill sets and, and tool set, which is amazing. But it is something that that everyone kind of has to acknowledge that you know, as marketing grows in a digital space, technology and, and alignment with technology is, is so critical. Yeah, you brought up a point that I'll even bring up before we segue to the next question around this like talent transformation. And I think you're spot on. I think a lot of the the changes that we're seeing and we're anticipating are really sort of forcing our hands to transform talent and to get people, you know, working in a different way with new unique skill sets that ultimately really lend themselves well to experimentation. So I think it's a great point. So this question, I think, is a fun one because I think a lot of us, I know me personally, whenever I'm running a, a project or an experiment, I always want to chase down the results and I want to see how this ultimately performed. So I think there, though, is some guidance that can be shared, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on how listeners can actually evaluate their results. And are there any specific steps or goals that we should really say success depends on? So from a platform perspective... The Google marketing platform provides off the shelf features in, in Google ads and in DV360 that streamline the setup for testing. Uh, the experiments feature, it's a real game changer in measurement is all the randomization, all of that is executed on the back end of the Google tool. So this allows our teams to focus on creating a strong test setup and reading the results uh, in the correct environment. But outside of platforms, there are a few areas where folks can really harden their experimentation analysis skills. First off, ensuring that the test has ample time to run to reach statistical significance. Many, many times, especially in early experimentation programs, uh, folks will start a test and quickly think that they have a winner and want to just go 100% towards that winner. That may be the winner, but allowing enough data to be collected to reach statistical significance can just really help solidify that that winner is a true winner. Another is ensuring that the KPIs decided upon during the hypothesis building match the KPIs that are used in the analysis. So focus on, on data, you know, really, really use data to your advantage 
and try to cut out as many opinions as possible. So of course, there's always context that you know can fill in the gaps where data falls short, especially when we're dealing with things like seasonality, but then also you know things like out of home and, and other types of mediums that we aren't able to really control as much. So you know, using data as much as you can with you know anecdotes to to outside factors. And then another one, just showcase and broadcast winners and losers uh, so that those learnings can be applied by other teams. You know, if we don't learn about history, it's bound to repeat itself. And so if we're not taking that approach with our experimentation, we can lead ourselves to reproducing the same types of experiments and, and getting kind of caught in a loop there. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And actually, I have a follow-up question for you that I'm curious to get your thoughts on as well. So this whole idea of like pivoting, and you were mentioning too that you know, sometimes you'll be getting data in as you go and you'll start to identify some trends and you'll see maybe, you know, how a particular experiment or project is trending. Maybe you want to make some changes in flight. What are your thoughts on, on that? Because I think that's kind of like a key piece to all this, right? Is that, you know, you're going to get some learnings as you go and you don't necessarily have to wait till the finish line to make adjustments or iterations, what is, have you seen, what has the 55 team done to really um, drive that point home and, and make those iterations and pivot when needed? Yeah, I think the biggest ones that comes to mind is kind of our, our, some of our landing page tests that we've seen where a client will, you know, be, be driving traffic to either landing page A or landing page B, B being the control and sending a lot of volume there and having a, like, a way too high of a, a bounce rate on those pages. So there are some type of indicators like that that you can pick up early on. And that's where kind of monitoring you know, daily comes in. That if you're realizing that something is just failing like very badly, go in there and try to fix it. But you know, don't don't try to you know back up that with statistical significance because it won't be there. Not a lot of data will come in, but you'll be able to see that there are some things that just aren't working. And when you get into those types of situations, try to make those types of adjustments, but you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt, whether you end the experiment, you put it under the rug and you go to a new one, or you try to tweak it mid-flight, you really have to weigh your options there. Yeah, that makes sense. Again, I really appreciate it too. The, I think it's a helpful sort of like mindset to sort of think through that, you know, A, you can make changes as you go, but B, sometimes what you're learning could could result in kind of a, a really, you know, sort of drastic change to ultimately get you to your end result. Yeah, if something's, if something's catastrophically failing and it's it could lead to impacts on the business, cut it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. again, it's back to our original point. I think we're doing a good job bringing this back to where we started, where that's okay, though, too, right? I mean, this is the, the culture of experimentation. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you're learning, you know, that's that's better than nothing. You know? yep. yeah. yeah, so before we do let everyone get back to their days, one of my favorite questions that I always love to ask as we do wrap up these episodes, because I think it really acts as a great question for listeners to leave with those key themes and messages that you want to share. But based on our conversation, based on what we just talked through, are there any insights or key messages that you like to leave our listeners and our audience with today? Yeah. So going with the topic that we were just on, fail and fail fast. So that's, that's one thing. Always be testing. 
you know, if you're not sure how some new, some change or some new tactic is going to impact the business, run a test, you know, don't, don't just make assumptions that something's not going to work, test it, collaborate and over communicate. You know, as we've said in almost every section here is, you know, project management is so key in having that solid point of contact, just, it can make or break a project. Some other things, you know, when, when pulling levers to test optimization opportunities, always come back to the end consumer who's going to be presented with these experiments and make sure that they are on brand and, and they'll resonate well with the consumer. If the tests aren't relevant, you know, the outcomes will be as well. And then, you know, one last thing is for, for a successful testing program is, you know, back to even, you know, the failing failure topic is, is embrace failure. We are so ingrained to believe that failure is a bad thing, but with the right leadership and, and talking about failure, it can move from a taboo topic that gets awkward and uncomfortable to a massive learning opportunity. Um, and then, you know, share those learnings, whether they be failures, whether they be winners, just embrace it all. Yeah, that's great. And I think you just, you nailed sort of this aspect of taking everything we just chatted through and summarizing it very well for our listeners. So Jack, I can't thank you enough. I thought this was amazing. I hope very helpful to our audience. So before we do close out for the day, I do want to provide a huge thank you to Lori Kaiser on the Google team who helped us secure Jack and the 55 team for this episode. I feel very lucky to have worked with 55 on this. They really are an established thought leader on experimentation and just a great resource on these topics. And, and really, again, they're, they're helping tons of our clients in the trenches you know, set themselves up for success and really lean into this culture of experimentation. Jack, for you, a special thank you for joining us uh, and sharing those incredible insights. I think the, the parting thought for me that really resonated as I heard you talk through these frameworks and the teams understand that failure isn't the opposite of success. It's really part of success and it's a piece of the puzzle and you have to embrace it and you, you can't really you know, run away from it. It's, it's just part of this, this chase that we're all on as marketers. With that, I do want to just add a couple of quick notes. Please don't forget to subscribe to our Learn with GMP podcast to stay in the loop on future episodes and anything else that our program has to offer. And with that, that is it for this Listen Edition episode on experimentation. I'm Stephen Koval. See you next time. Thank you.